Hey. Yeah. Hey. Uh, new year. New me. 100% back on my bullshit. Same. Same hat. Oh my god. Who the fuck are you and what the fuck is this? <sighs> Who am I? I am several twelve oh one, also known as Connor. And I'm uh the twenty nineteen version of Kyle with an N, otherwise known as Kylan. <laughs> and this is Let's Talk About It, the podcast that nobody asked for. Where that we nobody know. asked for, probably nobody wants, but <laughs> fuck it. We're doing it anyway. You thought you got rid of us. <laughs> you <have laughs> we're back, baby. <laughs> Uh, welcome back to the podcast where Kyle, Kylan, Kyle with an N, and I get drunk, do parkour, and talk about random shit. It has been about a month that we've been offline. Month or more, something like that. Doing uh, doing the the holiday stuff, and mm. just getting back into the swing of things. Uh, I know you just, excuse me, you just started a new semester. I didn't. Uh. <laughs> Don't rub it in my face. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but I'm almost done. August 2019, baby. We're getting out of there. But after, after uh, much time away, we are finally back and ready to talk about, well, what we did whenever we were gone, I guess. What did you do? So my time off pretty much just consisted of me going back uh, and spending some time with my parents, uh, which also meant that I had no internet. Oof, mood. And uh, less time than you would think. Uh, yeah, lots of, lots of just going to random places around central Louisiana. No, uh, I feel that 100%. Uh, I, I was at some points working on a, uh, a, a 1201 shot that I was supposed to run, run last year, <laughs> but never got around to number one finishing or running. And still, since I got back, have not had time to really work on it as uh, other projects have started taking off but yeah. new year new content new year's sort of new content yeah yeah oh uh, that was most of my uh christmas holiday the the, the winter solstice holiday uh how what what were you up to during that time well, for our listeners who do not know, um, I am originally from the southern United States. Now I live in the northeastern United States. Uh, and because of my very uh, busy schedule, not an exaggeration, um, I don't have time to go home and visit my family and friends, except for about twice a year. Uh, and the winter break is one of those times. So basically... Uh, TSB and I had a month-long tour of the southern United States. We went to three different states to see all of our family and friends. And let me tell you, those kinds of vacations are really stressful. 
because it's like, hmm, okay, I have a month to see everyone I love and care about. So like, hmm, how does the schedule work? Let me get in contact with everyone and figure out, oh, okay, you can meet this day for like 15 minutes. Hmm, I could squeeze you in there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so tough, but it's like so rewarding at the same time. Yeah. When you see those people again, it's like, ah, no time has passed. We we're picking up right back where we left off. This is true friendship. So, yeah, it was great. I uh, also spent time with my parents, which, uh, same as you, had no internet. Um, and then I spent some time uh, with friends and other family and, and friends. Uh, we, we had a rare meeting. We got to meet up in person again for New Year's. We did which was fun. We had a lot of friends meeting up who hadn't seen each other in a while. And we got really drunk, played lots of games. Lots of Jackbox. <laughs> lots of Jackbox and lots of Secret Hitler, which, by the way, I'm going to come out and say it. Secret Hitler has it out for me. I don't like that game because it's very biased against me and I always get fascist cards. But Kylan, are you are you a fascist? I'm not a fascist. <laughs> Let's set this straight right now. I'm not a fascist. <laughs> oh my god, that game was so bad for my social anxiety because it was like all my friends hate me. I'm the fascist every time. Oh no! Whenever you uh, whenever you draw the the. The fascists, oh, it's so hard because I hate lying. I am so bad at lying. Like, my poker face is so bad because my reaction is to laugh and smile at everything. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm not a fascist. <laughs> oh, my God. It got to one point because, you know, New Year's holidays, we were drinking that I didn't even try to lie anymore. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably a fascist. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Kill me? <laughs> there was one point where I looked at Connor's eyes for like five minutes and was like, shoot me. Shoot me. You know you want to. Shoot me. <laughs> do it. Shoot me. Yes, I did. You did. Remember we... we we had enough fascist shit to like where you could like shoot someone and I just like was looking at us like do it. Oh sure. that's right. I was also a fascist during that round. <laughs> Were you? I think so. No, no, no. It was me and TSB and someone else. I think you were a good a good liberal. Huh. Cause if you were a fascist, you wouldn't shoot me, right? I mean if you were blow my cover, then yeah. I mean, that, that probably would have been the best move. The best I know way. At one point, I was Hitler, and I did win. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I won like once. But God, I was a. We played that game like six times, and I was a fascist five out of six times. Like it got to the point where I was just like, "Fuck it, <laughs> I am being profiled," <laughs> and they're right most of the time. It was, it was bad. Like it, it was just like. Oh, uh, God, this is so bad for my self-esteem. But, you know. 
But I mean, if you're ever in person with a whole bunch of people that you enjoy and you can pick up on the social cues of Secret Hitler was a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> game to play. Yes, true. We also played lots of Jackbox party games, which I always, I always love. Those are always so good. Um, like we played not the newest one, but like the second newest one. And that was uh, great. Jackbox party mix four. I think so. Yeah. Um, it's got there, like the, 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 the monster dating and. Oh my God. The monster dating game was so much fun. I Okay, I am so upset because at one point, uh, Ginger Benji, good friend of the channel, was a werewolf. Friend of the channel, Ginger Benji. <laughs> Ginger Benji was a werewolf, and um, I like out of game. <laughs> it was just like out of game. Got a boner. <laughs> Ginger Benji, I am this. This username. Let's bone. <laughs> in game. In game. Out of game. <laughs> uh, but like my character was a uh, was monster hunter, and so uh, his whole thing was if he bones a werewolf, he wins, <laughs> or like gets extra hearts. But like it played so much to my character. Like me as Cyberwolf Cobra One, me as Connor. <laughs> and I was so upset because the game disconnected at some point. Yes, yes, it disconnected all of us. And so I couldn't bone a werewolf and get my extra hearts. And I was so upset. Ooh, let Connor smooch wolves. <laughs> uh, but at one point, I was a peapod looking shapeshifter. Oh my God, I remember that because. And little... screwed you over so Yeah. Oh my god, I was winning that game. And the little like uh what is it, body changer, shapeshifter, body snatcher, body stealer, something like that. It like takes hearts from the person with the hearts that they date. And you stole my hearts. And so I made sure to text you every night in that game and be like, you ugly peapod motherfucker. You ball sack looking motherfucker. <laughs> uh, lots of lots of good times. Lots of and good of course times. there was there was Fibbage, which is a classic. But I really what I really love is the like the Fibbage like friends edition, where it's all about your friends and what they put. I was a beast at that game. <laughs> I was not. But, you know, I'm just funny as shit. <laughs> <laughs> if I do say so myself. I'm also really humble. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it was so great. I really do love getting to go, come home whenever I have a chance, which is not that often, and seeing people... Because, you know, I, I'm very grateful for my friends uh, because we uh, do a lot to stay in contact despite the distance. So, you know, it's not, it's not that bad being apart. But whenever we are together, it's just like, God, yes. Uh, at, at one point, the plan was uh, over that New Year's excursion to record a Let's Talk About It. But there was just a lot going on and it just felt it felt better to just like be in the moment, spend time. Yeah, with not worry about also, like making content. 
We also got like too drunk, I think, probably. Uh, we got just drunk enough, but like we always we were we were never drunk at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, I went a little bit too hard that first night, or yeah, that first night you went a little hard the second night. <laughs> then by New Year's we were just like eh, Who's eh, me eh. drinking drunk. <laughs> It was, it was also an interesting situation because we had like eight people staying in an apartment for two people. <laughs> we did have we did have grand plans to have everyone have a little guest spot, but you know. It like like you said, it was more fun to be in the moment. But yeah. who knows? Maybe maybe for our, our two year anniversary <laughs> or whatever. Our two year anniversary. Wait, how long have we been doing this? Do you remember? The very first episode was on Labor Day weekend. Oh, uh, okay. So not too, like a year and a half anniversary, something like Which, that. If you go back and listen to that very first, very cringy, very unproduced episode. Oh, that's right. Of course I went Labor Day weekend. That's when you came to visit. Yeah. <laughs> if you go back and watch that very first un- uh, episode, uh, we do mention the origins of Let's Talk About It uh, and that that person uh, whose wedding we had, we had the idea to start this podcast. Uh, that was the person that we were, we were saying at those, those peeps. Speaking of which, for our loyal Latires, <laughs> our, 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 our speakeasies. <laughs> uh, for those who remember from the first episode, uh, from our origin story, the butter wine, we found out there's that there's more. <laughs> there there's is more, more brand. There is more in that line. Like I think it was like bread. Toast. Oh, it's it was toast. toast and like jam wine. It's butter. It's toast and it's jam, and they <laughs> all sound freaking disgusting. We've only oh. had butter, and it sucks. Okay, but like. I, the only one I would give a pass to is jam, because at least that's like a fruit. Fruity, but, yeah. But butter, disgusting. Bread, I'm low-key curious, but I love bread, so... I, I mean, I figure it's toast, because, like, you... you oh, toast. You to, like, have a toast. You make a toast to someone. Or you eat a piece of toast that you can put butter and jam on. Damn it, now I really want some toast. <laughs> oh, no, I'm... I'm so full because, okay, uh, TSB's mom is fantastic, and she, like, stays ordering us stuff, but this time she went too far, and she got us a deep fryer. Oh. <laughs> Which is fantastic, but terrible for my waistline. So, anyway, all that to say, <laughs> bless. <laughs> 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 that I had some fries tonight, and they were delicious. <laughs> so I'm not hungry anymore is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I baked some popcorn chicken earlier, and that's pretty much all I eat today. Oh, my God. I had a stuffed crust pizza, which is, like, so good, and I never get to have one. I was planning to order a a. a fat booty pizza today <laughs> booty pizza 
Well, I was going to say fat ass pizza, but I forgot that we don't really care about what we say. Sober Connor will just censor it out with even worse words. (laughs) Wow. It's like we forgot what this show was. I mean, this is what happens whenever we go on a month-long break. What are we going to do in between seasons? Oh, this is a new season? No, this this is not a new season. This is still season one. Oh my god! <laughs> this must be very disorienting for our viewers. <laughs> our, our our wonderful our wonderful listeners. Uh, oh, oh yeah, there's talkers. not a, there's hardly a visual aspect to this podcast, but there kind of is sometimes. There were little nuggets, little little uh, bits of flair. There went some flair right now, Sober Connor. Just like a, a li- just a little bit though. Don't don't overwork yourself. He's throwing in the fire elemental from the Dragon Knights game. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, Flair. Yes, Flair. Slay. Slay us. So yeah, uh, that was New Year's. Most of New Year's. This is the New Year. This is the New Year. Do you have any uh, New Year's resolutions? Oh, I had some New Year's resolutions, and you know what? I never normally do New Year's resolutions because, excuse me, usually the little, like, goblin voice inside my brain that, like, tells me bad things about myself. Uh Uh-huh. Fuck! (laughs) Kill it! But, um, yeah, so that voice in my brain usually tells me, hey, don't make New Year's resolutions because you'll never keep them, and then you're going to get, like, disappointed with yourself. Well, this year I told it to shove off, and so I posted my New Year's resolutions on Twitter to hold myself accountable. Super comment, pull up that tweet. Oh, I gotta, I gotta find it. Tell, tell me your New Year's resolutions first, if you remember. Let's see, I actually did. I had that same goblin voice and uh I did not make any New Year's resolutions, but uh some some Connor lore, some cyber lore, uh I was I was raised in a in a good Catholic uh upbringing, <laughs> finished my my catechism and everything. I don't re- typically make New Year's resolutions. I usually uh try to pick up something or drop something for for lint uh but that that's not going to be for about another month so oh so you have so you're in the process of planning things for lint maybe yeah Uh, by the way i am not catholic i do not claim to be a good catholic well at Uh, least you were like kind of raised catholic because i remember we had some friends in college who we're nowhere close to being raised Catholic and we're very much like atheist and agnostic, but they were like, oh yeah, it's Lent, time to start a diet plan. I'm just like, are you like co-opting this religious holiday for your diet? That's kind of weird. I so, mean, if, if, I mean, <laughs> take up something to better yourself. I mean, I can't find fault in that, even if it's not part of your religion. Yeah, yeah I guess that's fair. It just seemed like low-key a little weird because they were like very yeah. vehemently anti-religion 
in Christianity. So that's the only reason I found it weird. But anyways, yeah. I found my tweet. You found your tweet. Awesome. I found my tweet. Uh, first off, message that to me so server car can post it later. Ah. <laughs> oh, God, that was probably a jarring noise. Here, I'll just ah. <laughs> I'll just send you the whole thread because I had to. Uh, as long as you send the first one, I should be able to pick up the rest. Yeah, yeah. So, Kinda yeah. Share the tweet with me. I I start I started the thread by talking about the things that I did in 2018 Ooh. that um I never would have expected. Honestly, let's start that off. Yeah. 2018 got a little weird for me. Um. <laughs> Because, like, I was, like, anonymous internet user, and then all of a sudden, like, a lot of people know my real ass name, and, like, well, they don't necessarily call me by my real ass name, but a bastardization of my real ass name, and no. now I'm, like, also on the internet where people can, like, see my face and hear my voice, mm -hmm. and sometimes I'm drunk when I do those things, so, like, <laughs> anyways, so, more, what I'm saying is more people know me now, and, you know, for the person with the goblin voice in their brain, that's a lot sometimes, yeah. but it's also good. So, in 2018, I basically can't, became a part of, like, this online community of like critters and also just like tabletop rpg players and it was cool because they were like really nice to me even though i felt like i didn't deserve it because i was just a person with a weird name who asked questions what the fuck <laughs> but that's what happened and it's been nice because i've made uh, new friends through that outlet, which, uh, personally is not, is, you know, <clears throat> if we want to be honest, a little hard for me because I'm, like, shy. <laughs> yeah, it's really, number one, it's hard for people, like, outside of undergrad <laughs> to make friends. How do adults make friends? How do adults make friends? Uh, like, comment, and subscribe if you know the secret. <laughs> uh, and then you and I are both very introverted people, so. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like, so, uh, thank, you know, thank God for social media. So, like, I can be a little social, but even sometimes that's a little too much. But yeah, so that, like, happened to me, and that was, like, weird, but, like, cool at the same time because I met a lot of cool people. Um, oh, and I started, like, being on streams and shit, which was, like, yeah. weird, uh, because I just, that was not something I ever pictured myself doing, but, you know, uh, I, you know, honestly, I saw what you were doing, and I got bit by the bug, and I was like, I want to do that, too, I want to play games yeah. with people on the internet, that sounds like fun, so, uh, I did. And I also started my own Twitch channel. What the fuck? <laughs> you and me both. Oh my god, you also did that. Like at well, the beginning uh, of 2018, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't start 
my Twitch channel, I just started streaming on it. It's like I I done three streams beforehand. One of them was a this is this was uh fall of 2016. I mm. Twitch channel. And that was just because uh I I told somebody that I was that I had uh interned with that like hey, I think I kind of want to do this. So I'm just going to do it. That's just how I operate. I say that I'm going to do something and I at least try it for like one or two times. Uh, and that's that's how I started my Twitch channel. And then I just stopped it for a while. And um, I think I've said the story of uh, my decision making to actually start doing it again. Uh, and then it just sort of picked up momentum from there. And yeah. Yes, Kate. I, 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 we, we built all of this. <laughs> all, all yeah. this still very, very, very small, very, very intimate and very friendly right now. Um, intimate, you say? <laughs> well, they had to wait until uh, we have enough money to do a. Let's talk about it after after dark. <laughs> for that. Yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> if you want to see an even worse version. <laughs> yeah. No, but that those were my the things I accomplished in 2018, which I thought were neat. But my resolutions... Or, yeah, let's finally talk about those. Let's talk about it. Let's uh, talk about it. Oh my god, the amount of lag. Thank god this is only a podcast because we would get demonetized and this was a video. <laughs> With the amount of lag you just served. My New Year's resolution is to actually put this up on the podcast sites. Because <laughs> right now it's just YouTube. Like, comment, and subscribe to hold Connor accountable. <laughs> no. Okay, but enough about you. Let's talk about me. <laughs> Let's see. At New Year's resolutions this year, I want to graduate. That's honestly number one. Absolutely. I am so fucking tired of being in school since I've been in school my entire life into this point with no break. I'm sick and fucking tired of it. Like, now that the end is like so close, I have the biggest case of senioritis I have ever had. It's just like, please God, let me get out of here. But I also don't wanna do anything, so it's just awful. Yeah, I wanna graduate and I wanna start a fucking job and make fucking money. <laughs> Because being a graduate student sucks. <laughs> you make no money. <sighs> but, you know, enough about that shit. Um, I also want to try and reach Twitch affiliate this year. I was like... You're really close right now. Yeah, I w I'm really close. I'm like nine followers away. And I had gotten all the other achievements in December. However, since I like didn't stream, 
during like December and January, I like lost all that shit. So like, boo. So I got to find time to like get those other achievements again. But you know, we'll, we'll get to it. That's fine. I'll find time eventually. Um, so yeah, you know, if you do want to follow me on Twitch and haven't already. We already have the links down in the doobly-doo. And plus, it's free. And maybe I can make money one day. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I don't count on it because I wouldn't want anyone to uh, sub to my channel because I don't stream consistently enough to warrant that. But, you know, if you wanted to give me, like, bits or something, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, give me money. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. will also drop that PayPal link in the description. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, I don't do enough to warrant dropping a PayPal. I don't have any discernible talents. <laughs> but anywho, uh, number three. I do want to play in more online and offline campaigns, which uh, we won't talk about this yet, but I'm I'm making progress towards that. We, um, might, we might be able to talk about it a little bit. The, yeah, no, we could talk about it in a minute. But first, let's finish talking about me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Oh, also, this is an ambitious one, but, like, I would like to maybe DM my first campaign, Lucy. <gasps> yeah. I've only ever DM'd one shot, so I don't know how feasible that is. Of course. You won't. <laughs> this is my legacy shitty voice acting <laughs> for random ass NPCs. Uh, of course, this campaign would uh, definitely be offline because I am not confident enough to stream anything. And plus, you know, not everything has to be content. I can have a life outside of that. So, <laughs> but yeah, I would like to try my hands at uh, DMing some 5E because, you know, that is the system I am most comfortable with for sure. Um, I also uh, want to try my hand at learning to DM Ryutama, which is a very uh, cute, wholesome game that uh, I think is interesting. Yeah. But, you know, probably probably D&D first is going to be my first uh, foray into the long-term DMing uh, world. And, uh, uh, my last two resolutions are more like simple uh, personal goals. I want to uh, read more books for fun um, mm -hmm. because anytime I read nowadays, it's like academic articles and textbooks, which are boring. Um, and I just want to like cook more because, uh, you know, eating pizza rolls and getting like takeout all the time is, uh, you know, something, but like, Making a cute little pot roast is another. <laughs> so that's that's me. That's my 2019. Maybe if I decide to stick to that, which I put in on Twitter, so maybe people can like 
Tell me to do better. <laughs> yeah. You also went to your uh, first convention where you actively set out to meet people and let people meet you. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. That's the thing you did. Yeah, you know, I met some people. And I mean, a whole Wait. lot of people. I mean, I met all the people that like asked to meet with me and I uh, did and that. We've kind, of, we've kind of talked about that also in earlier episodes. Uh, so, yeah, so that was a little social anxiety that uh, was overcame. And oh, hey, you know, uh, you know, if you just listen to this podcast and don't read my Twitter for some reason, which what the fuck, how did you find this podcast? Um, let me know. <laughs> we're, we're promoting more that way. Like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's Connor and I are heading back to Gen Con this year. Yay! Gen Con! Very excited for that. Gen Con year one was super fun. Loved the heck out of it. So I'm really excited to go back this year and actually know what I'm doing and uh, meet even more people because a whole new crew of people that didn't come last year coming this year. Like the whole in, well, pretty much the whole indoor a, adventure. A lot of uh, the indoor adventure crew. Are coming to Gen Con and staying at the same hotel as us because Connor's great at coordinating. So that's well, going to awesome other people in the indoor adventure community are good at coordinating we just okay. happen to like choose the hotel first. <laughs> okay well you're good at passing the message along i guess i don't know but uh yeah so that's gonna be great and I'm seeing some other people that we saw last year like the high shelf gaming crew uh it's gonna be great to see them again and, uh, you know, who, whoever else we meet and see along the way. Yeah. Excited for all that, all that jazz. Oh, and I'm flying this year, so I don't have to put up with that bullshit 21-hour drive or whatever it was. Yes. But also that means we had to spend so much money on Lyft. That's true. I mean, we already spent a good deal of money on Lyft because we didn't get a parking pass. Oh, man. But, you know, luckily, you know, Gen Con and Lyft have a good, a pretty good deal, I would say, together. So, it's less money. Yeah. But, that's probably it for 2019 goals and those things. So, how about we take like a quick break because my wine glass is empty. My, well, this is not a wine glass. This is just a regular drink glass that I filled with Monster and gin. Oh my God. We forgot to talk about what we were drinking. That's what we're doing right now. Oh, I was, I was drinking wine. <laughs> I was drinking white Zinfandel. White Zinfandel. <laughs> Nice. Which isn't even white, it's like pink. So, what the fuck? <laughs> Entirely a misnomer. <laughs> but, uh, earlier, wine namers. 
earlier, I like, so right, quick aside, then we will take a break. I swear to God. Um, figure out what break music we're playing. <laughs> yes, yes. Think about the break music while I tell the story. Um, so I went to pick up some liquor because my house was all out of liquor. And right next to the liquor store, there happens to be a coffee shop. So I finished buying the liquor and I was like, you know, it would be good. Some coffee. So I went to the coffee shop, got myself a coffee. And then when I got home, I was like, hmm, this is cinnamon flavored coffee. You know, what would be good in this coffee. So Fireball. Well, I didn't have Fireball, but I did have some rum, and I happened to pour just the right amount of rum. It was almost too much, but it was, like, the perfect amount of burn. It was so delicious, and honestly, this is why I am where I'm at right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm always a fan of, by the way, this is horrible, horrible advice. Don't do this. Do not listen to me. But don't listen to us. <laughs> I am always a fan of mixing uh, very high caffeine caffeinated drinks with <laughs> liquor because number one, you feel nice without falling asleep, and number two, they never seem to give me a hangover, which I appreciate. Uppers and downers, baby. Uppers and downers. Please don't do that because that's very unhealthy, and you, you may die. <laughs> Bad. Don't listen to us. We're bad. But <laughs> listen you, to podcasts, but don't <laughs> listen to our words. <laughs> yeah, we're way too drunk to actually give advice. But I think we will be right back as we decide to go on break. What are um, we going to do for the break? Uh, because it is uh, royalty-free. How about this wonderful track provided by not a, a a friend of ours, but I'm a, I'm a fan of hers. Glitch X City. There you go. Yeah, that will put a nice, lovely little I- image here. Of. Of. Um. Maybe we'll put a nice, lovely image of a vacuum cleaner because that's what I, my eyes landed on. Woo! All right, we'll be right back. P.S. <laughs> Welcome back to your favorite family-friendly podcast. We couldn't think of a cold open. <laughs> Maybe we'll edit this out. <laughs> Put some nice, friendly trumpet noises over it or something. Nice legs, DZ Dukes, mix and mango. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Those of you who come to this know that Kylan and I really like role-playing games. And for a certain amount of people, this is a, uh, they would categorize this as a role-playing game podcast. We're doing games this year. We actually just finished a game. We did finish a game like last week. Oh my God. It has actually been one week and a few hours uh, since we 
finish that game. This was the first streamed campaign that we've done. Yes, both of us. Uh, yeah. Oof. Dragon Knights. Oh my god, that was that was tough for me to finish because it's like this has been pretty much a fairly weekly thing for me since like August and now it's done and I gotta like pack that character away so they're no longer in my headspace. That's tough. <laughs> how have you have you, how have you dealt with the ending? Like Oh my gosh. Knowing me how that story has ended. Knowing me, the bitch with anxiety. I have replayed everything like a hundred times over and thought <laughs> about how I could have done something differently. Because that's that's the bitch I am. <laughs> like ah! <laughs> but I, you know, it's, I still, I still enjoyed everything, but, like, I, you know, I always do that shit anyway. I always, like, second-guess myself. I'm always, like, was this the right choice? Did I fuck up? What could I have done differently? How would it have gone if I had done this? Uh, What if I did this, like, ten sessions ago, maybe would have ended up differently? That's just me and my brain. But, you know, I try not to let that detract from my uh, overall enjoyment. Because, you know, that goblin voice is always going to be in my brain. Which, no disrespect to goblins. We love you not, and we love you blop. <laughs> but, you know. One blop. <laughs> we, do we do stand a Dion blop song. Um, but, yeah, that shitty goblin voice is always going to be part of me. And like, especially in games, like role-playing games, which take, which take that, take that brain where that goblin voice occupies. So it's always going to tell you shitty things. And then you just got to tell them like, shut up. No, it's fun. Stop. But, uh, yeah, no, I very much enjoyed that game. I very much enjoyed the people in that game. I very much enjoyed the characters. I very much enjoyed the DM. I very much enjoyed the people who watched the game. I enjoyed every step of the way. So it's sad that it's over. Oh, same. Like, I've never, never had a game that has affected me so much outside of it. Well, you just had so much in-game shit thrown at you because you were like, ah, yes, here's my character and here's all my character's family backstory. And it was like, you know, uh, from your start, is like, cool, 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 cool. So I have all these knives that I can use to stab you with. <laughs> and, you know, like sometimes, like, sometimes that's tough. Like, honestly, you know, let's be honest, it's sometimes tough to separate your, your headspace from the character's headspace. Sometimes there's an overlap. And, you know, that's why I think decompressing after games, especially those emotional games, is, is important. Yes. Sometimes. I, oh, go on, go on. Perstar did throw a lot at Isabel. <laughs> a lot. 
Yes, you 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 have like the most family and shit in your backstory, so I think that's why you had so many knives stabbed into you. But like whenever I made the character, I was just like, okay, this is gonna be a, a longer term string campaign. I wanna make something that's like and I've mentioned this in a previous let's talk about it. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> um I, I really like Evelyn Marthane and Strix last name could be a spoiler depending on where you are in in dice camera action um i really like these characters i want to make something that's like sort of derivative from both of those um as just like a character that i can feel good playing and i forgot that i was playing on prairie star who was um, rebranded to pro drama club I'm a club after after our little two seasons. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Um, the moments that have affected me the most and uh, giving me the most to think about outside of the game weren't things that happened, but things that were retcon to never have happened. Oh, that's so tough. Anytime, okay, prefacing this with anytime time travel gets involved, everything always gets fucky. So like that time travel is just always, always like interesting. Interesting, I think, dramatic and fun, but tough. Absolutely. Um, and <laughs> I, I mean, it's funny us talking about this whenever, uh, uh, Where's My Dingus has actually told us, uh, <laughs> shouts to, to Where's My Dingus, uh, Dingo, we love you. Friend uh, of the channel, Dingo. <laughs> whenever, whenever they wrote, uh, the backstory for Blop, they, made their father a small-time traveling bard. <laughs> Not a small time-traveling bard. Oh my god, I th I had the best laugh over that at the end, because it was so funny. We just got this really so emotional And Dingo was just like, oh, by the way, that was a mistake. And you know, I went and I told that shit to TSB, and he laughed until he cried, which is an accomplishment. He laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> but, uh, it, like, it was so great. Because it was like, this drew so much of, like, the plot and everything. And it was, like, a little bit of a mistake. But not I, not so even a great. mistake. It's just a lack of commas, of hyphens, <laughs> of other things. Like, punctuation is so important, y'all. so important. <laughs> But, like, where would that campaign have been if there was no time travel? Like, totally different direction, right? Absolutely. Probably but, would have saved a significant portion of my psyche, but... <laughs> oh, worm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, you... Isabel was... Like, you know, 
poor sweet Panic Princess was so screwed over during that game. So screwed over, because, like, everyone, well, everyone else was, I think, relatively cool with it. Blight was cool. Okay, okay, let me, let me interject right here. Oh, yeah, go, go on. Whenever we say screwed over, we're, not, neither Colin and I, we're not, we're not blaming anything on Prairie Starter, on Dingo, on Haley, on PB. We're like, this is, this is just. No, no, no. This is all the fiction. This is all narrative. It's all narrative. This is just the sequence of choices that happen. We don't blame anybody. And we are both like laughing and crying and loving everything that, Which, that happened. I'm a bitch who loves drama and bad choices that's my that's my mo now that's what everyone knows me for is for the bitch that makes bad choices <laughs> zephyr is bad choices man <laughs> but uh yes yeah good disclaimer uh but uh what was i saying <laughs> you were saying uh well i'll i'll throw it back to like uh Isabel was so screwed over. That was your last statement. Yes, you were so screwed over with the whole concept of time travel. Like, every every other, I think, like, Block was okay with it in, in to, to a point, time travel. Zephyr, Zephyr was okay with it. He saw time travel as a tool. Um, I think, you know, Odie was just like, ah, you know, whatever. But, like, Isabel was like, oh, my God, every time you guys try and travel, you, like, fuck me over. <laughs> Could you not? Yeah, so Isabel had, like, a whole, like, three-episode arc on, like, exploring every one of her relationships and every everything that was involved in her backstory. And then we ended up, like, at at her mother's house, um, at, at her manor, and... All, all of us except for the time traveler, uh, Blop, fell. We like we we failed a deck state and we fell. Oh yeah, yeah. And like PR, he was like, okay, uh, if you time, Blop, if you time travel, you well, wanna- well, let me preface this real quick with saying that Blop and Zephyr had a conversation because Zephyr, being the Shitty person that he is. Well, uh, shitty to an extent, but practical. Yeah. was like, hey, you know, this kind of seems like a suicide mission. Hey, Blop, promise me if something happens to the three of us and you're the only one left, go back and make sure we never came to Brewer because it, it doesn't seem like we're on the right path right now. Which, we, like, is a, is a great and logical thing to make happen. Yeah. Yeah, like, that was a good thing to put out there. We had a contingency. Yeah, so I I, I put that ball in, in Blob's score, and Blob was like, mm, "Well, okay, I guess." Zephyr, God, you asked so much of me, <laughs> and turns out that exact situation happened. So, back to you. <laughs> uh, PR was like, "Hey, look, Blob, if you time travel right now, and." And don't like go check on your friends. That's great. This tentacle monster is like coming out. You have a chance to like close it off and not let this world be devoured. What do you do? Bob's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know that they're alive. I, I think they're dead. Let me, let me hop back. 
this doesn't matter. Good choice. Excellent choice. And so Isabel was never engaged. She never like figured out what was going on with her family. She never met up with her brother and made amends. Everything was all great. And it took me so long to get over it and reconcile that like, okay, none of this has happened. None of this character fulfillment has happened. Knives, knives, knives. What am I doing? And I'm like, okay, I know where I am. I know how I'm going to reconcile this, which was all like whenever this place finally like gets destroyed and Isabel loses everything, she'll tap into more of her winter Aladrin uh, heritage and she'll just, she'll just be real sad, but she'll, she'll like physically be able to show that. And that's how I'm like, okay, this is something cool that I can manifest and this is how I can I can continue with this saying that like, oh well look, my character grew a little bit. Yeah. And then the finale happens. Ah! <laughs> and, oh. and we go through this like great coronation scene where like Isabel talks to our big bad evil guy who happens to be like her adopted grandfather. Ooh, spoilers. We should probably, we should have prefaced this whole thing with, like, spoilers, spoilers, but, you know. (laughs) If y'all want to catch them on Dragon Knights, Prairie Star's YouTube channel is, like, down in the description. Uh, I just just imagine some, like, random Joe Schmo listening to this and be like, ah, I never want to listen to Dragon Knights now. You spoiled the whole thing for me. (laughs) I mean, if you want a good recap, there you go. It's not a great recap because we never hit on any of the high points, but if you want to listen to like what Kylan and I have to say about it, there you go. <laughs> uh, but like Prairie Star had had like this great like scene um, where like that big bad evil guy that we had started the season with dying to Isabel had like talked to and gotten to like die on the end of her sword in like one hit like he accepted everything and like there was this great scene where like she she had become like queen of the dragon knights and had this wonderful speech that she probably shouldn't have because her 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 wisdom was not as high as i was probably role-playing but (laughs) uh, everything's fine it was a good moment Uh, and like she she had this good moment where she was like ascending to be a queen, establishing like taking on that mantle of the royal noble that she was meant to be. And like, okay, now we are ready to fight the big bad evil guy. And Zephyr goes in the past and like prevents anything. From yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zephyr does his Zephyr thing and Zephyr split the party and like Zephyr does his Zephyr thing, which to to be fair was not my original intention. Let's 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 throw this out here. Let's throw it out here. Oh yeah. Like Prairie Star gave us like a few options. Like he gave us a few enemies that like you and uh uh, you and Dingo like went off and like pursued, 
going back in time and like stopping things from ever happening. Mm-hmm. And like everything resolved itself. Like y'all went went to the past and stopped like this conflict from ever like bubbling forward and spiraling into the gigantic mess that it was at the beginning of the story. But you know that only had the side effects of me and Blot being ripped from time and then your Isabella's always backstory changing. But you know. Which, you know, I totally didn't read as Isabel being ripped from time or whatever. I'm taking a long sip of my book <laughs> right now. I say this for our audio cast listeners. It's a small price to pay. But like, yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, hmm, damn, I'm here. Uh, oh, <laughs> fuck it. Might as well do it. But you know. I would love to see, which Pro Restarter says he listens to the podcast, so if he's listening, listen well. My dream is to one day, when we all have the time, go and do a, a one-shot, because, because, tinfoil, uh, I remember him saying in the episode that if either um, Abasi, which is Zephyr, before he was reincarnated however many times, or Dion, which was Blop's Father. dad? Not in the original timeline, but one in the other timelines. Yeah. Was to die. There would be a flux um, and a paradox would be created. Therefore, the timelines would split. There would be two alternate versions. Meaning that another ver- version where Dion didn't die because spoilers that's what happened Dion was killed would exist so I would love a one shot where things pick back up but Dion isn't killed and we decide to go fight the big bad guy that's something I would love to do one day I would love to see Isabel after the coronation yes because (laughs) I once again, this isn't like a, a jab at any of the other players or the DM. If anything, it's a jab at me. But yes, go on. <laughs> but like, it's, this is 100% not a jab at Kylan. Uh, it's 200% a jab at Kylan. <laughs> I mean, if you want to take it you are here to defend yourself. Um, after after that coronation, Isabel didn't really have a choice or like didn't didn't really have anything to do for the rest of the of the episode yeah. and didn't really have any say in what was going on because like everybody left. Yeah. Isabel and uh Odie. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was like fuck. <laughs> Uh, so we really didn't get to like flex like, oh, well, I just got coronated and I have this like cool new sword. Let me use it on. Oh, I just got none of this ever happened. I just wish it would have been like an all day session that we had so much more time to plan than we did because, yeah. you know, Blop and Zephyr, not the sharpest tools in the shed. Very, very impulsive. Just the ones with the most power. <laughs> But, yeah, very impulsive, not the sharpest tools in the shed, have more power than should probably be given to them. 
Uh, and then like Odie and Isabel being like, hmm, <laughs> let's read books. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, this book just told us everything. <laughs> it's like, oh, already fucked with time. Oh no, dead. But you know what was so funny? <laughs> you know what was so funny? Like, honestly, high key funny for me. I laughed so loud. Absolutely. Go ahead. Whenever Dingo slash Blop was like, oh, I'm going to give Isabel this note, and they didn't have the note anymore. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I wrote that whole last note, and it never got read, which is honestly for the best. But she gave the TLDR, which was that Zephyr was in love with her. Which oh, was I mean, an avocado thanks yeah true <laughs> it never would have worked so it's for the best that he was like ripped from time <laughs> now, yeah, zephyr was ripped from time isabel as she currently exists in that timeline is not the character that we've seen throughout the campaign yeah true yeah it's all good there's no, but, Zephyr, you know, but there's honestly, no anybody else. Honestly, it's so funny because it's like Zephyr, like for most of the campaign has like this idea like, oh my God, I'm in love with Isabel. Well, like him and Blop are actually closer. <laughs> that would have made more sense, I feel like. Oh, I never got that. I never got those vibes. Oh, no, no, not, like, romantically, but, like, I don't know, like, like, Zephyr, I guess, was just, like, so stupid and didn't, like, think of Isabel as, like, a person, but, like, you know, kind of, like, Scanlan Pike early vibes, he kind of was just, like, ah, yes, you were on this pedestal, and I am just a weirdo around you, I guess. I never got that. Not, like... Super weird, weirdo. Maybe I'm not explaining myself to the best of my ability. Um, Honestly, I, ju I just kept thinking about Zizabel because Arsqueef was... <laughs> oh my god, Arsqueef is the biggest shipper. <laughs> the well, big Dingo was a really big shipper of it, too. Who? And that's why I never... Dingo. Oh, and true. And that's why I never got, like... Z Z Zop. Oh, no, 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 not, like, I, I'm not, I'm not explaining myself in the best way, but, like, well, like, even as a, like, bro TV. I don't know, there was kind of, like, a, I think, like, out of everyone, like, they were, like, the, they were, like, really good, like, had, like, a lot of good bonding moments. Yeah, uh, yeah, they did. And so, like, and, like, Zephyr was just like, ah, oh, man, I really like Isabel. Let me just be, like, weird around her for some reason. <laughs> Let me not try and get, take too much time to get to know her for some reason. Weirdo. <laughs> but I, you know, I think Zephyr is a flawed, shitty person. Um, but that's why I love him. And I'm, I'm very sad that... Uh, that uh, he, I no longer get to play him because he was a fun, a fun character to play. There was a lot of uh, uh, ups and downs, and uh, I think in the end, he 
he got what he wanted, um, was, which was to save, to redeem himself and save his friends. Um, but I would love to see a version where things turn out differently too, because I think that would also be fun. Yeah. The phrase for the greater good came up a lot during that campaign. And let me just say, Isabel was the greatest good that any of y'all were ever gonna get. <laughs> True, she was our beautiful panic princess. <laughs> and I'm sad to see her go. And I'm sad, and I am sad to see that character be sunset. But also, I am very glad to be playing something different. Yeah. I haven't gotten to play a new character in so long in, like, any system. Mm -hmm. And now that I am, it's like, oh, my God. This is, like, this is great. It's like starting a new relationship. You're kind of, like, in the happy, lovey-dovey honeymoon phase. Which, speaking of new shit, do you want to talk about the new shit? Absolutely. I think this is a great point to transition Watch Dragon Knights. Watch those vibes. Give Prairie Star the ad revenue. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Watch us at our, like, <laughs> our, our shittiest and finest, which, like, despite and, all the very first streamed campaign. Yes. Which so, was, oh, that, so in, many in like 20 years, whenever we're, you know, big and famous role players, which, no, that's not. Or that. podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go back and say, hey, look, that was Cyberwolf 201 and Kyle with Nan's first string campaign. Yeah. yeah. Which we talked about all the dramatic moments, but there were so many funny moments along the way, too. <laughs> there really were. So many. Oh, my fucking God. But yes. Beautiful. You're not my dad. <laughs> dad? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I'm kind of getting low on mine. I almost kind of want to get some more. So, I, this segment has been all full of Dragon Knights, but we both need to refill and get more drunk so that we can talk about it a little bit more. So, I'll put on another Glitch X City track and we'll put up the image of. You remember Kirby, the vacuum cleaner from A Brave Little Toaster? Yes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I love it. And then also put a picture of, like, Kirby from Nintendo. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sober Connor's just gonna be like, oh, God, what the fuck you do? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Sober Connor loves this. <laughs> I always picture Sober Connor is so tired, so exasperated. <laughs> All right, we will be right back. So that's probably it on Dragon Knights, uh, but we're still playing some games that we started off last year or 
crap, I don't remember how long Horde of the Dragon Queen was going on, but uh, <laughs> we're also doing some new stuff. So what what are we doing in this new year? What 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 new games are we doing? Because well, I know you just started a game today. I did. So in the exact same time slot as Dragon Knight, just a week exact later. Time, same bat place. <laughs> exactly. I started a new game and a new system as a new character. So um, I, today we started uh, Monster of the Week, which if you're not familiar with that, is basically a offshoot of the Powered by the Apocalypse system, which is most, I, I suppose, famously used in Dungeon World. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm a little too drunk and not experienced enough to explain that system, so look more into it if you're interested. It's very neat, very narrative-driven, uh, based off dice rolls, pretty failure-heavy, but you know, <laughs> well, not necessarily failure, but uh, failure to complicate success heavy, which I think works into its very narrative style. But Monster of the Week is an offshoot of that. So rather than being a uh, high fantasy, as in D and D, Dungeon World, Pathfinder, or all those related games, um, this system is more like Supernatural, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, X Files. Yeah. All, that genre where it's basically you are a monster hunter expert whatever uh, trying to solve mysteries and uh, it's it's very it's very interesting and very neat so uh, and uh, I'm playing with a whole new cast none of the same people who were in Dragon Knights but uh, very cool people. Um, two of them I knew ahead of time from uh, just the connections I've already made in the TTRPG community. So, uh, friend of the channel, R Justice. Yeah, RJ, who plays a Monday the Monday Night Indoor Adventure campaign with you. Oh, yes. Oh, I love him. Love him so yes. much. Yes. Our, our good raven cleric wizard boy. Um, so I, I'm excited to be playing on a campaign with him because I think he's awesome in your Monday night campaigns. And, uh, another, another good friend of the channel, uh, Dave, also CCC dash, uh, numbers. Oh, fuck, I can't remember <laughs> the numbers. But, you know, Dave, as he's, as he's no by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, who was just an awesome, loyal watcher of Dragon Knights, um, and, like, is so involved with Off the Table and all their stuff, um, who was just, like, absolutely great. We've been, like, planning and gushing about shit before the campaign even started, because, uh, he's been so excited. So getting to play with him. I'm playing with Sinverth, who I hadn't met until today, but is also really great. <laughs> and of course Burry Starter is also great, so it it's been a lot of fun. But uh 
Yeah, the, yeah. The, the TTRPG community that we've been involved with thus far is just freaking great. Great people. Like, oh my God, who knew that nerds playing games on the internet were so nice? <sighs> yeah, so... Um, so with uh, Powered by the Apocalypse games, um, they have... Excuse me, what are known as playbooks, which are basically the, the characters, the character class you choose from, essentially. Um, I think in Dungeon World, it's a little more like uh, playbook and, and race, and that changes things. But in Monster of the Week, you just have a playbook. And there are many playbooks to choose from that cover all the tropes of weird, monster huntery, occulty shit. And uh, I, of course, gravitated to the playbook known as The Flake. Oh. <laughs> the old Frosted Flake, <laughs> which, to those who are not aware, is uh, basically the most tinfoily conspiracy theorists uh, out there. Uh, which is very funny because the other playbooks that are in the campaign I'm playing in now are very much uh, innate, supernaturally power-based. Like we have uh, we have a oh an initiate who is part of like a magic supernatural occulty cult. Uh, we have a divine who is basically an extraterrestrial celestial being. And uh, we have a monstrous who is basically like a werewolf. And then we... <laughs> yes, I was in chat. Um, and then we have uh, my my flake, my flaky boy, who is just a regular ass person with no supernatural powers, except he has a very paranoid, sharp mind that makes all sorts of interesting connections. Um, and he's very different from, from Zephyr. <laughs> very different from Zephyr. Um, so Zephyr was pretty, fairly confident. Um, or like he put on a facade of confidence. Uh, charming, smooth, talking, troublemaker. Um, and uh, uh, we have Lemmy, uh, who's uh, he's pretty nervous, uh, pretty skittish. Um, very much, uh, definitely a lot smarter than Zephyr was, um, but uh, probably paranoidly so. Uh, not very good with people, but uh, not very good at fighting. But uh, if you want a guy who knows a lot about a lot of shit, uh, yeah, Lemmy's your guy. And that's basically, <laughs> that's basically Lemmy, a very, very paranoid boy over, over his head who his only claim to fame is that he believes he was kidnapped by aliens. And he thinks everything is connected to aliens, even when it probably isn't. <laughs> Honestly, even after one day has been very fun to RP. But yeah, you saw, I, I don't think you were there for the whole stream, but you saw a little bit of the game. What did you, what did you think? Uh, Sucks, hated it. <laughs> So I, I tuned in a little bit late. I was uh 
uh, during the first part of the stream, I went out to go purchase and set up a printer. Mm. My tax document, like a good adult. <laughs> oh, adult stream. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then I took a bubble bath. <laughs> bubble bath. Bubble bath. Uh, while listening to y'all. Um, so I I never really caught on to most of the stuff that was established during the uh, crap, I forgot what the beginning of a story is called. Exposition. During the exposition. Yeah, and and also too, um, I think the first session in any sort of uh, Powered by the Apocalypse game is interesting because there's a lot of relationship building that happens before the game actually takes place. Yeah. And that's probably what uh, a lot of time was dedicated towards. So I think you you missed all that too, which, uh, you know, pretty interesting relationships were built. Yeah, I'll have to go back and watch it. Uh, this is is the first one of your, your games that I was not a part of that I uh, actually, like, could watch live. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think, you know, you could never watch the, the zombie game live, which yeah. is fine. I, 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 I had... I had the the big boy job <laughs> that I that I had to do. Wow, fake friend going out and making money to survive when you can watch my stream. <laughs> I need to do better. <laughs> I, I have to be better. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought it was interesting, and I've I played one. Powered by the Apocalypse game. Uh, was it the one that we, the, the, the TSB ran that we all played together? <laughs> no. Um, this was on a, a, a Narciss channel. Um, um, it is, uh, it was a Bleeds in the Dark game. Mm. On, like Desert Wanderer with a dog. Mm. Looking back now, it's very, is definitely a very cringy one of my appearances because like I I this was like one of the first appearances that I made as like a player of role playing games and like I I decided oh well, I'm gonna do like it's like pseudo cosplay of like the whole thing and I'll be like chugging uh uh a bottle of sweet tea pretending it's whiskey during the like whole stream honestly just like so cringy <laughs> so you know, i'll some... leave in the description <laughs> uh you can actually find it in the rpg content playlist on the youtube channel if you're watching this on youtube uh and if you're not then uh Go find my YouTube and then find it there, because uh, I I try to save most of my stuff. Anyway, I played one Power by the Apocalypse game, and so like a lot of the stuff that y'all were doing made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But I I just wasn't following the whole narrative, and it's also because this is my first day like being back in my excuse me, being back in my home after uh, traveling the rest mm -hmm. of the. I was fucking tired. Yeah, naturally so. And I was listening to y'all while I was like in bed, laying down, mm -hmm. trying to restore some of this energy that's quickly fading. <laughs> but 
So to kind of go back to your first point, if I may, um, the thing that I kind of like about Powered by the Apocalypse Systems is basically you don't have to pick out what you want to do ahead of time. You just kind of like say what you want to do. And it's the, it's the um, well, not the DM, whatever the name is. I, I always say the DM. Sorry? Storyteller? Um, I'm not sure if that's what they call it in this setting, but I, um, I, I always say DM because I'm lazy. Um, so <laughs> it's the DM's job to basically like, you're like, oh, I want to do this. And they're the ones that figure out what you need to roll and do it. So you don't have to keep track of all the moves. It's nice to do so, but you don't have to. It's a very narrative-based game. And you don't have to roll dice nearly as much as you do in, the, say, D&D or other dice-heavy dice systems. It's, it's a lot lighter. Um, <laughs> Dave was joking because he's also in another um, Monster of the Week campaign that streamed over on Katie Faze's channel, which their season three just started up. I watched the premiere, and even though I hadn't watched seasons one or two, it was still very interesting and fun. Friend uh, of the channel, Katie Faze. Friend of the channel, Katie no. Faze. My adopted dad. <laughs> oh, my dad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, Katie Faze DMs it over on Off the Table. Um but yeah, he's like, oh, we barely rolled any dice last season. Because it's, like I said, Power of the Apocalypse is very narrative-driven. You can roll dice when you do things that call for it, but other than that, the DM pretty much just sits back. Um, but today was, like, a little more dice-reliant, because I think that uh, based on our character background, because it's the first session, we're still kind of feeling each feeling everyone out, but uh, that I think this is what's uh, nice about the system is that whenever you do get all felt out, that's weird. Um, <laughs> whenever the party gets a good feel of each other, um, it can get to this more narratively driven story and maybe you don't need dice as much. But um, what was my original point? <laughs> Points are not the point of let's talk about it. <laughs> no points. Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's just let's just talk about it. I, uh, I, I do uh, kind of want to go off of your your point on a little tangent of my own. Uh, oh, go off. <laughs> uh, I so like you. You don't roll a lot of dice in your Power by the Apocalypse game, but like in my last couple of sessions with. Uh, the indoor adventure, which, by the way, lots of lots of wonderful and terrible stuff is happening in our Monday night game on Twitch.tv slash the indoor adventure. You should definitely check it out. Follow, watch. Subscribe, follow, and check out our newly launched merch store. Merch. Crop top. You can find a whole bunch of stuff. I may have spent a lot of money <laughs> getting that merch. 
because I want it. Did you get a crop top? I did not get a crop top. I do not have the body to show off a crop top. Yes, you do. Like, comment, subscribe if you want Connor to get a crop top. <laughs> if enough of y'all like, comment, and subscribe, I will get a crop top. What, what's the number? I will determine this at a later date. I need drunk Kylan needs to know now so sober Kylan can campaign later. Okay, okay, I'll whisper it in your ear. Fuck shit, titty cock. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> okay, you know what? Fine. Fine. We'll figure it out later, but I'm gonna get it to happen. I'll redeem clout tokens. Redeem your schmoonies on twitch.tv slash one. Um, Which I did. <laughs> so, into our adventurer. Our games over the last couple of sessions, we haven't rolled a whole bunch of dice because, like, we've just, we've just, in my opinion, we've been treating it as more of just an improv show. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's great. That's what role-playing games are. The dice are just there to tell you if you succeed or fail. But it's just, Kylan is giving a thumbs up right now. Uh, but it's just outside of combat, there wasn't a whole lot of need for the dice. Because, like, the Monday Night Corona Indoor Adventure, we've been doing this for five months now. God damn. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we've just, we just keep building off of each other, doing stuff the way that we know we have the rapport and the relationships to do. So, like, there's just not a whole lot of dice rolling. It also helps with the fact that we're a good old subdual damage crew. It's not a whole bunch of murder hobos. <laughs> Y'all are uh, some good boys and girls. Blake is not good. Um, <laughs> but not a murder hobo. Sure. <laughs> Else, I missed the murder hobo episode. But it's just like, depending on your group, I guess even in a D and D or Power by the Apocalypse group, like I don't know, maybe there are just sessions where you don't roll a whole bunch of dice. Maybe you just say yes or no and keep building off of that. Which is totally fair and cool. It just depends on what works. How how many dice you think you roll? I don't know. There's there's a lot of sessions where like I don't know the DM asks for like a whole bunch of perception checks to like if there's a lamp lit in your room. <laughs> I think that that's not a thing that's actually happened. I just noticed that there are two lamps lit in my room, and that's where <laughs> my mind went. Same hat, <laughs> but no, I think. I think with D&D, 5e, um, I think it's versatile in that way in which you can be very roll light or you can be roll heavy, depending on the situation. Um, I think I think with Powered by the Apocalypse, um, you know, and this is my personal opinion, I think it lends itself more to being roll light. Um, but as a player who mostly plays d and um, I know in my session today, I kind of tended 
towards uh, doing things that were a little more role-based. Um, but you don't necessarily have to in those games. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, like I said, you don't have to necessarily do in D&D and maybe other games. But, you know, I, I think you do do it in more, more of those games than you do when Powered by the Apocalypse. And there are probably other games out there where, where hell, maybe you don't even have to roll. But I'm not an expert. <laughs> this is some drunk person rambling. Which is the content that you have all expected to come out of this. You've all expected but hoped for better. <laughs> we don't do better here. <laughs> we do worse. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Maybe in season two we'll up our production value. God, what is season two? <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe for season two. <laughs> what if, like, we always joke about season two, but it, like, never happens? Our production quality never gets better. We never improve the content. It's still shitty. <laughs> We're gonna have to have a perpetual season one now, don't we? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> We've committed to a joke. <laughs> Oh no. So that was the new game that you started today. Yes. Today as in of the time of recording. Of the time of recording, which if you wanted to go and cross check and triangulate everything, you would find out when we record these, but shh, podcast secret. There's still a lot that we're pulling over from last year. Like a, a couple of games that we're playing tomorrow. Uh, Two of them. Well, one game that we're playing tomorrow, one of them uh, got canceled because someone's busy, but uh, <laughs> one of them we're playing tomorrow. <laughs> I did not notice that. Well, uh, you know, little Bernie, little Bernie talked to the DM who talked to me because I live with the DM, but I suppose they didn't talk to you. No. <laughs> playing shit. Planning for games is hard, people. But we do have one game tomorrow, which Connor has it prepared for. I have written 40 words. How many words do you need? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> nope, can't talk about that. So, okay. Okay, okay. Um, Let's talk about it, Lore. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, I have been running an Emon Rings reskin of e- or Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Yes, put me in that skin. And we are very close to the end of it. Oh, so close. So close. So close I could not. All the players have to do is open the door. But there's some backstory shit that we need to bring into this. Backstory. I've sort of seeded a few of those. And I feel like at least one of the players, specifically the silent band, is going to pick up on one of those. Say stuff about that. I'm going completely off book now. Oh, he's going rogue, baby. I'm going rogue. 
that means I kind of have to prepare a little bit and come up with motivations and, you know, character bases. <laughs> and I'm pulling those out now. I write on them and I have them written down on a, a Word document. So we'll see how those come out tomorrow. <laughs> you know, but besides that, everything is improv and I don't know what these players are going to say. I don't know what our squeef is going to say. <laughs> I'll talk about our squeak because it's gonna say, uh, Connor, why didn't you prep before? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I deserve this. <laughs> Listen. Listen. Ah, uh, now see, it's so refreshing because my character has all of her backstory shut out of the way. So now you gotta deal with everyone else's. <laughs> you gotta like a little, little uh, not even smile, just a straight line on your face. <laughs> I have all my backstory figured out. No, you don't. Uh, DM, please. <laughs> well, uh, I have more of my backstory shit squared away than, uh, dare I say, everyone else does. <laughs> No, you don't. Maybe, maybe I do. <laughs> I've at least talked through it. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much got all your backstory stuff out there. <laughs> yes, bitch, I knew it. <laughs> I mean, you still have to resolve it. I, yeah, I still have to resolve it, but everything Look. besides the uh, climax has been dealt with, which... Uh, do we want to talk about Soleil? I am gesturing towards Kylan right now. Yes, so, hi. I'm Kylan, the uh, person behind Soleil, who is in Aladdin Warlocked, packed at the Archfey. Um, and as the rest of our party members have, well, they, uh, one of them, Krefni, I believe, has semi-recently found out that uh, her pact is with uh, the Lord of the Morn Crow, a.k.a. Artangan, a.k.a. someone we saw in Critical Role. Um, and then the rest of them found out that the whole reason she is on the uh, prime material plane is to get a sword called the Illuminated Blade um, because she struck a deal with uh, Artigan to save her uh, dryad girlfriend uh, because she is terminally ill because her little uh, tree was poisoned. And he was like, I need the sword to do that, so uh, go and get it <laughs> was basically it. And uh, that's the whole reason why she is an Iman, to get a sword. <clears throat> and she finally decided to stop being a a shady, impulsive bitch, and uh, tell everyone about it. Too bad not everybody else has decided to stop being a shady, impulsive bitch. Oh, OT. <laughs> That's just the 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 make of your party. Oh yeah, what a what a good, interesting party. Yeah, Soleil is the almost permanently summer Aladrin, hot-headed, uh, not very wise. Uh, warlock who thinks she is tougher than she is 
then we have you know the avatar <laughs> you know like the avatar our very good monk boy glide who is too good for his own good um then we have uh very mysterious shady cleric Krevny, who was backstory is about to come to light whose backstory is about to come to light is we always joke that he's a cult leader, but he resents that, but maybe we'll see more about him. And then we have our our very beautiful rogue, uh, Otto, played by R.S. who has a beautiful mustache, and maybe we'll see more of him, more of his backstory, too. He might fuck a rakshasa. He, he might fuck Rakshasa. <laughs> yeah, that's a game that we're doing. We're also still playing Horde of the Dragon Queen, which apparently has gotten canceled for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a last minute thing. But yeah, we are still playing Horde of the Dragon Queen. Uh, and I think there are other things on deck whenever Horde of the Dragon Queen finishes, both D&D and, and beyond. Because we did, um, I know that, uh, I know that TSB is interested in the setting that he ran for our Savage Worlds one-shot that we played recently. That is important. (laughs) Oh, my God. First of all. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Right after I use the restroom real quick. Do we need to take another break? I really do. Oh my god. Our our listeners are going to be like, God, this is the most break-riddled episode, but guess what? Get over it. We have to keep getting drunk so you guys are entertained. So, uh, shut up. Listen to Glitch X City more. Goodbye. And put another vacuum. Yee yee, we about to talk about some Deadlands. Pew 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 um, pew 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 pew. So we're not actually talking about like Deadlands, like the game and the setting. We're talking about Savage Worlds, which is a system that was, um, if my memory is correct, which it might be wrong. Like comment and subscribe if you want to correct me. Savage Worlds was kind of based off the Deadlands setting, but was made setting neutral, so it could apply to a lot of settings. Yeah. At least that's what I think TSB told me. But yeah, anyways. So not too, too long ago, as in like a week ago, uh, Kylan and I both played in a game that was DM'd, GM'd by TSB, where we played in what would become a Savage Worlds version of Deadlands. Like the new Savage Worlds. I'm not entirely familiar with the history of the system, but we played a game and it turned out pretty good. Yes, so none of us had played in the Deadlands uh, not Deadlands, sorry, Savage Worlds system before and it was me, Connor, and our friend Dead Man. Dead Man 619. 619. Yes. 
And then, of course, our uh, DMGM was uh, TSB, who had never played or DM'd before, but uh, he is a masochist and loves <laughs> challenging himself. True. Um, so he had a vision in his head that he wanted to do a Weird West game. So for those who aren't familiar with the genre, it is um, a setting that is in the kind of Wild West era of the U.S., but it's uh, weird because there's um, uh, magic in the sorts and maybe like a little more technology, but I think it's mostly leaning towards magic. Yeah. Magic and supernatural is the weirdness of it. Yeah, sort of like a steampunk setting, but with all the uh, political and religious baggage that you get with the uh, American South. Yes. So, uh, yes, TSB has had it in his brain for a little while to, he's wanted to run a game in the weird West, uh, weird South for a little while now. Um, and it has been shopping around in a sense for systems that would, that he think would be the most, uh, applicable for that. And, uh, after debating for a while, he kind of landed on Savage Worlds because it is a uh, setting-neutral system. And uh, we were guinea pigs to kind of test that out, and uh, it was fun. I will say that, um, kind of like with all RPGs, character creation and learning the rules was a little bit complicated. Yeah. But, you know, I'm... I'm one of those people who learns better by doing than by uh, uh, hearing an explanation of the rules. But um, once we had created our characters and like kind of learned the rules and kind of started playing, it was a lot easier to pick up. But um, I really enjoyed the character creation system. Um, I thought it was neat that you could take on what was called hindrances, which would kind of de debilitate your character in some ways, but you would get points to spend on other things that could be a boon to your character, such as skills, um, edges, uh, whatever. Yeah, um, definitely a system that the more you min your character, the more you can max your character. Yes. Just provide a lot of really cool flavor to your character. Yeah. So I went in not knowing what kind of character I wanted to create. I was kind of debating two different options. And then I went with something that wasn't quite either one of the options, but I still wanted to kind of do. Um, so since it was a weird Western setting, I played a uh, Native American girl who had the hindrances of being young, which uh, left me with less access to like skill points and uh, uh, other things that made my character better skilled at things. Um, I was a, an outsider, which means uh, other M NPCs were less likely to want to interact with me and be persuaded by me. And I was also mute, meaning I couldn't talk. <laughs> and uh, I put that on myself, which was a lot of 
uh, it was challenging to role play, but it was a lot of fun. And I think I did a pretty good job because I'm good at pantomime. <laughs> but it was not the character concept that I originally envisioned. Because I don't think anyone, let's say you're playing a system like 5e, D&D 5e, I don't think you envision yourself having like, you know, uh, so many setbacks like that, and setbacks that have a mechanical aspect to them. But you get inspired by the Savage Worlds source material, and you're like, hmm, hmm, what if I did that? Hmm. Mm. So you decide to implement that. So uh, I was a, a young Native American girl who couldn't talk, but was very good at sneaking, uh, noticing, uh, shooting her bow and arrow, uh, <laughs> was, was a very, was a very good and fun girl. <laughs> yeah. I realized, uh, number one, I was feeling really bad the day that we were playing and rolling characters and stuff. Like, physically. Uh, but I, I had seen that we were, uh, playing in a 1800 uh southern united states character i not too too long ago i had benched westworld and i decided i kind of want to play a madam yes bitch. an inspiring madam and oh my gosh did i have fun with i don't even remember the character's name her name was charlotte something it's charlotte charlotte detrice Yes. And uh, she's precious. And she flirts with all of the big bad evil guys. <laughs> Probably weren't the big bad evil guys. But with uh, guys that she finds maybe evil. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just fun. Uh, like, Charlotte had a code of honor and was... Uh, very attractive, but that also meant that she was like not very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a really cool like. I'm gonna play this entirely social character in a world that does not care about social graces. Mm-hmm. It was really cool because I don't think. I think without meaning to, because we had another person in our party who played a lot of the tank physical role, we all kind of naturally went to different roles and it worked out really well. Yeah. I think we conjured up a backstory that worked really well too. Yeah. You played the Ranger Rogue, Denman played the tank, uh, and I, 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 was, uh, I was the face and we just we made it through. And eventually we're probably going to pick this up again and play with the same characters and, or I don't know, maybe different characters and continue our adventures in the weird West and also South. <laughs> now this, this is my bias speaking, but I would love to see it pick back up with the same characters because I think, I kind of think we hit it, hit the nail on the head. I think we made a party dynamic that worked well together yeah. and fulfilled different roles. And I, 
I don't know. I had very good vibes off of that one shot. But you know, one shots can go can go good or bad. But yeah. I had very good vibes off that one shot. So that's my bias. And TSB, you know, if he actually listens to this podcast, which he says he does, this is me saying I would like to see more of that party in that world. I really like Charlotte Trees. And let me, let me say, I don't want to see her in combat a lot because she is not the sort of character who really would excel in combat. But, oh my gosh, I want to see her rule the world. <laughs> yes, yes, queen. And, you know, like when we did have that one combat scene, you didn't really do combat, but you did what you, what you did best. I told the other characters what to do. Yes. <laughs> I am an inspiring leader, which is a uh, an edge that I was not able to get at that point. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, everything worked out well. Like, I did some chip damage. A dead man did a lot of damage and soaked a lot of damage. And you kind of just told us what to do and made us a little better at dealing damage. Yeah. And then out of out of uh, combat, you know, you had a lot of RP advantages with socializing. I had RP advantages with noticing things. Um, and, oh my god. So for those who aren't familiar with the Savage World system, there is something called acing. Um, so anytime you roll a skill, you roll whatever type of die is assigned to that skill, which is anywhere from a d4 to a uh, d12, I think. Yeah. D10, D12. Um, I believe it's 12. Um, and then you also roll a D6, which is kind of like your wild card die. And so uh, you roll two die whenever you roll for a stat or a skill. And whenever you ace on a die, meaning you get the highest possible number you can on that die, so like a D6, you roll a D6, etc., you get to roll that die again. And I, uh, I, took a, I took a shot at something while I was in hiding. Took a shot at one of our enemies, which was a zombie lion. <laughs> and I swear to God, I cannot believe how this happened. I rolled like three, D6, three aces in a row. I rolled three sixes on my D6 in a row and ended up getting... 28 maybe damage on a what was supposed to be a 2d6 damage roll so i killed the fuck out of that monster and that lion got ganked i ganked the lion and so the way that tsb justified that in the game is i had a little bit of magic powers manifest um which my character didn't know they had before. Um, so if we ever play those characters again in that setting, uh, my character now has some magic powers that I picked up. Ooh. Which uh, she doesn't quite know or understand. Um, so yeah. So, selfishly, I want to play that game again. Maybe pick up some more people. That would be fun. But definitely play with the same people and the same characters. But that's my bias. But, um, 
yeah, do you want to talk about some of the new games we're going to be in this year? Because we've had some recently announced games come out that yeah. haven't started yet. I don't, I don't actually think mine has been formally announced, but we've uh, we've been talking about it on our streams and stuff. Yeah. We'll, we'll post little little spoilers about it right here. Little, <laughs> little teasers. Yeah, well, for, for those who listen to our podcast, you get all the sexy little tidbits. Whenever I finally decide to upload it. <laughs> Ten uh, minutes later. Uh, yeah, I don't know when your game is, your games are starting. I figured it out. It's February 4th. Okay. Uh, mine's starting on Thursday. Yes, bitch. So, I'll, I'll. Talk about it a little bit. So, we may have finished Dragon Knights on Pervy Stars channel, but I will be returning on Thursdays starting at the end of the month of January 2019. That's the year. Um, <laughs> I'll be playing a, a wee baboo, uh, a, a, a child. Um, actually, one of the... Uh, one of the few characters that I actually had a concept for. Ooh. I will be playing a shifter. Ooh, T. In the Forgotten Realms. In like, a 5e campaign. Like the canon Forgotten Realm setting? Yes. Oh. Shifters do not exist in the, in the Forgotten Realms. Now they do. <laughs> I mean... The descendants of lycanthropes who abandoned their child do. Connor, are you gonna play a werewolf? No, I'm gonna play a shifter. Is is it gonna be remotely werewolf related? It's one hundred percent gonna be. God, I want to flip my table so bad. <laughs> Listen. I've been on a dragon kick for a while. It's about time that it got back into my brand. Oh my god. You know what I would love? This is a, a low-key selfish dream, but I would love for us to be in like a, a, a Monster Hearts campaign and we decide to choose what monsters we want to be and I get to pick before you and I decide to be the werewolf and you just have to watch while I be a werewolf while you be something else. God. <laughs> <laughs> the satisfaction <laughs> bitch <laughs> brand claimed <laughs> oh, okay well, that isn't happening add off the table if you really want to make that happen add off the table please let me be a werewolf before Connor <laughs> Please, please, let me do it. Let him think outside the box. <laughs> Speaking of off the table. Speaking of off the table. Oh my god, bitch. I'm stretching my wings and flying. I'm, I'm going to be on a, on a different uh, channel. A channel I haven't been on before. Which channel would that be? Twitch.tv slash off underscore the table, uh, which features 
a lot of good friends of the channel, such as Where's My Dingus Dingo, Kitty Face Katie, and Just a Summer Job Summer, and uh, yeah. Narcissus, yeah. Narcissus, uh, Dave, yeah, yeah. Good people like that. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be over there starting February 4th, playing in a game with the Narcissus, Dingo, and Katie. Uh, yes, that makes four of us. And a system called Alas for the Awful Sea, which is also powered by the Apocalypse system, but its setting is in the um, 18th century. And uh, 18th century, it's very nautically based. Um, basically, every playbook has to do with a job that you would have on a uh, uh, sailing ship and uh, what's interesting is you have those playbooks and then you also have kind of a character descriptor which is almost like another playbook which is uh, very interesting so you get moves from one and you get moves from the other okay and uh, yeah I have already picked out the character that I'm gonna do I don't know too much about everyone else's characters because we haven't talked about it yet. Um, but uh, to give a slight spoiler, um, this would be a character that you, Connor, would be somewhat familiar with in another setting. Uh huh. And uh, that, that's my that's my hint to you. Uh, character was a, a little reworked, but. Um, Arthverdalian, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Arthverdalian. Uh, no. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's my that's my hint to you. If you figure it out, you figure it out. <laughs> but that was only uh, very recently announced, maybe a week ago. But uh, more more content will be coming from that soon. Uh, we get some cool little visual surprises coming everyone's way. Um, I'm very excited to be playing with people who I know are such awesome role players. Yeah. And in off-the-table fashion, uh, I'm probably going to get smooched and probably smooch some people. <laughs> Smooching is good. <laughs> Smooching is good. And, you know, I never get to smooch in game. <laughs> uh, so that'll be, that'll be fun and interesting. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, nothing more has really been announced about that. So that's why I'm being purposely, excuse me, shaggy and vague. But yeah. if you, if you put the pieces of the puzzle together, uh, I'll, uh, I'll tell you if you're right or wrong because no one really no one on, no listeners of the podcast will really know about this character. I have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. Okay, well then you'll be pleasantly surprised. Because but once you know, you'll be like, "Oh goddamn it, bitch! I knew that." <laughs> yeah, I have no idea because I am very, uh, very drunk and very tired. I am drunk. I am sleepy. <laughs> so, for the first episode, I'm here. 
we had certainly had a lot to talk about and a lot to drink. Oh, damn. True on both accounts. So, all of the wonderful people, all the wonderful channels that you can find us on right now, you can find linked in the duplay dude right now. Twitch.tv. Connor, you you have so much to link. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash prairie starter. Twitch.tv slash off the table. Twitch.tv slash several for one switch. Twitch.tv slash Kyle with men. As well as Twitters, as well as YouTube's. Twitch.tv slash indoor adventure. Twitch.tv slash the indoor adventure. Twitch.tv slash Katie Face? <laughs> slash Katie Face. That's a good one to follow. This that might be everyone we mentioned. Whole bunch of stuff. Follow all those guys. And also keep an eye on our Twitters and other stuff. Anything else that you want to plug? Um, no. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll call this a successful episode. I, you know what? I would agree. <laughs> we covered a lot of topics today. And oh my God, do I feel like I need to pass out. You also need to prepare before our session today. <laughs> it's all off the cuff. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, babies. See you later. Goodbye. Bye. Like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> Sorry, but, uh, I was just like doing the most elongated, drawn out burp. <laughs> did not pick up on the mic. So I yeah, so it was a very long, silent burp. <laughs> <laughs>